Weeks. It's Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, finding your woman's pussy walnut shell. Plus, Jesse Lee Peterson is back to plug White History Month. A secret forest full of naked women and clams. And alcoholic soft serve may be coming to a Dairy Queen near you. Today's episode of Distorted View Daily is brought to you by... Long ago, my ancestors would encounter many dangers in this world. When in battle, it was not uncommon to cut the flesh from a man's head, hair and all, and keep it as a trophy of war. Now you too can get a close shave with Savage Scalp Disposable Quad Blade Razors. Oh, and have no reservations about ending up like one of my enemies. Thanks to the patented Savage Scalp Safety Blade Mechanism. No nicking, no bleeding, just a face as smooth as a papoose's rear end. Take it from me, Tom A. Hawk. Savage Scalp Disposable Quad Blades are wonderful. Another quality product from General Farms. Today's episode of Distorted View Daily is also brought to you by... Kids, why don't you come in here and cool off? Mom, we're thirsty! You want some rooty tooty ching chong cherry Asian limeade? No! Be careful, it's a little sour. Rootin' tootin' ching chong cherry Asian limeade is so tart, it'll make your eyes slant. Whoa! Don't forget to try Sugarful's entire line of wonderful kid-tested drinks, like Uncle M's Araberry Jihad Juice. Now with 130 grams of sugar per serving, your little terrorist won't even need a plane to take down a building. Honey, how do you like the Jihad Juice? It's the bomb! Another quality product from General Farms. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. I want to come while I eat your smelly, hairy, wet pussy. Hot dog and jumbo will not be seen this morning so that we may bring you the following. It's just a fun thing. I'm sucking dick after dick over here. All right, Tim back here with you finally for the Wednesday podcast. You knew I'd be back, baby. I'm not going to leave you high and dry. Just a little late. See what happens? I was uh, I was doing really well for a couple months with this new schedule of posting the show like uh, early, early, early in the morning. Then I missed one, and it's like I broke the seal. Now it's just so easy not to do my show. Truth be told, I was feeling so bad yesterday. I almost went to the emergency room. And then I realized I did not want to incur the costs. So I did what I'm sure a lot of you guys do, and that is to just take a wait-and-see approach with your health. You take an assessment of yourself. In my case, I was waffling. I was like, should I go to the... It was right on the edge. Should I go to the emergency room or should I not? So you take a wait-and-see approach. Like, I'll reassess the situation in 12 hours or six hours or whatever. I'll, you know, And if I'm starting to feel a little bit better, then I, then I won't go. If I feel the same or feel worse, maybe I'll go to the doctor. There really needs to be another level of medical care. Because, you know, you've got, like, your doctor, your, your your general practitioner that you go to, that you schedule, and it's always, like, fucking three weeks out before you can get an appointment. And then there's the emergency room for emergencies. Urgent care is sort of the in-between, but it's only for very specific things. Do you break your leg? Do you have a sore throat? That, you know, that, that, that's pretty much what you go to urgent care for. I had uh, this very awful feeling 
in my stomach and chest. I know you guys are probably saying, yeah, that's what the emergency room is for. No, it wasn't like a pain. It was like when you're very, very nervous about some. It's an anxiety. It's got to be an anxiety thing. But again, as I have experienced this a few times in my life before, you look up panic attacks or anxiety, and uh, it usually will last a few minutes, hours. Mine lasts days. Could be something else. It could be like my my fucking blood pressure's through the roof, and it's making me feel anxious. I don't know. I really should go to the emergency room. But self-diagnosing it uh, costs way less. It could have been something else, too. Like, I had the shits yesterday. I hope everyone is writing down my symptoms and plugging it into WebMD. If you could just figure out what's wrong with me, that would be great. Diarrhea, anxiety, heartburn, acid reflux. All right. Uh, so, look, listen, I, I'm on the mend now. I'm feeling much better than I did yesterday. It's still, I'm still a little fucked up, but I, I definitely think I'm heading in the right direction. What I'm hoping, you know, and by the way, I brought this all up to my cardiologist and he could not care less. Remember that? I even threw some other symptoms at him at the time. I was like, hey, sometimes I can't breathe. And he's like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> like, he just doesn't care. I need to get new doctors. So I need to uh, actually go to my primary primary doctor, right? And uh, hopefully he or she, I, I don't even remember who I go to, honestly. It's been a few years. I think it was be right before the pandemic. But I'm hoping I will tell him or her my problems and she will again prescribe me those sweet, sweet anti-anxiety meds. I had one right after my, my huge heart episode back in whatever, 2014 or whatever it was. Uh, I got Clonopin or something, but they'd only like, give me a few pills at a time, which kind of sucked. And so before they expired, I would take them even if I didn't need them, because, you know, woo, good times. I stopped requesting refills because it was a huge pain in the ass. Plus, you know, I didn't need them. But now I do, and it's going to be a whole fucking thing to get them. Whatever. Listen, you guys did not tune in today to listen to my problems. Maybe you did. Maybe you like when I'm wallowing in misery. Maybe it makes you feel good about yourselves, you sick fucks. I thought you were my friends. You're enjoying this, aren't you? You're enjoying every minute of me in pain, physical and mental anguish. I never realized it before, but now I see. I see the real you. The monsters. That's one of the reasons why I love you. Ding. I do have a bunch of great audio to share with you today. If you're anything like me, you're bad at dating. That's why I love being with Lord Douche. I stopped trying. You've seen me. I'm a goddamn mess. That's what happens when you're in a relationship. You get fat, you get sloppy. If you see me out at, like, the grocery store or something, I'll be wearing a DuckTales t-shirt and big baggy jeans. I just have no one to impress. There's no point, right? I've got my Lord Douche, and I don't care what I look like to anyone else. Anyway, uh, so I don't have to worry about these dating tips, but for many of you single people out there, this could help. I found a dating advice show on YouTube hosted by... Some hairy little drunk midget. It's hard for me to believe that this dude's ever had a girlfriend, but okay. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. He's filming this in his living room while drinking, and inexplicably, there's a ventriloquist puppet just sitting on the couch next to him. Doesn't really come into play. It's just weird, a weird detail. I believe he goes by the name King Cobra JFS. In this first clip, the king is answering the question, how do you impress a girl? 
Show him your ventriloquist puppet. Oh, I hope that is not the advice. You know, the woman's G-spot inside of her pussy. Oh. It feels like a warm walnut shell, just this rough patch. I did not know that. I'm already learning so much about the female anatomy. In the back of her vagina, if you tickle her vagina on the inside, got that rough little patch in the back. That's the sweet spot, baby. Tickle that tickle that rough patch. Oh. You want your nails to be trimmed and clean. You got one you got two fingers on her G spot and one thumb on her clit. You know what I'm saying, YouTube? Yeah. So you're pressing on her G spot and pushing on her clit at the same time. That's easy. A little bean-shaped thing. Yeah, her bean. You got your pussy lips and a little dangly bit above the hole. That's the clip. Okay, you see that, that dangly bit above the hole? You got your pussy lips. You got the hole for fucking. And that little dangly piece in the middle. Fellas, that dangly piece in the middle is called the clitoris. I knew it! And if you uh, gently rub on it... It gets hard just like a penis. And uh, it's super sensitive for a lot of women. So there you go. King Cobra's got excuse me, the advice. Let's do one more. Oh, you know, I was looking at uh, some statistics provided by Spotify in relation to my podcast. And uh, on the most recent episode in the 18 to 22 year old demographic, I actually had more non-binary listeners than female listeners. So, Timmy Boo's not doing so well with the ladies either. Oh, yes, the trans community has really come to embrace Distorted View Daily. I'm not sure why I am a champion of LGBTQ plus AIA question mark rights. And honestly, I'm happy that I've got a lot of trans listeners and they're okay with me say using the word tranny. They understand that that's That's not meant to be hurtful. It's just who I am, baby. I'm like that David Hughes guy. I'm making the word trans a happy thing. Tranny faggy niggatard, I believe is what David Hughes would call that. I sound like a tranny like this. Hello? Pause that for a second. Pause it. I want to talk like this for a moment and record it. That's back when I had a bubble in my throat and it changed my voice a little and I thought I sounded trans. God damn it! You know my weak spot is trannies. Anyway, welcome all of my trans listeners. Call into the voicemail line. I really, really want to hear from you. Love hearing tranny voices. I mean, all for the wrong reasons, but still call it. Anyway, uh, King Cobra here is going to give some advice on trans dating. I support trans rights, but when it's being shoved in our face like an unwanted cock, we're just like... Eh. Well, he certainly sounds like a champion of trans rights, too, doesn't he? I kind of feel like if you're going to be trans... That's typically not how someone who supports trans rights would phrase that. If you're going to be trans... I kind of feel like if you're going to be trans Mm. and that's kind of your shtick, (laughs) then you have the right to inform people that you're trans and that you're not a real woman... Otherwise, you're basically attempting rape, because think about it. If you go to fuck some other dude, and you don't tell that dude that you are a woman who was originally a female... A woman who was originally a female. 
Of course he has a low battery smoke alarm. Jesus. H. Christ. Only a female. Mm -hmm. And if the dude's not gay or into fucking other dudes or he's not into trans people, you just gotta be like, you know what? This is how you are. Maybe taking relationship advice from this guy is not a smart idea. You know, I I feel like that's kind of fair, to be honest. If you're a a woman who's transitioned from being a man to a woman... That's your responsibility to inform your of-age dates that this is who you are. If you can't accept that, then get the fuck on. I think I would appreciate that heads up as well, honestly. It just makes it easier for you. Like, I understand you're, you're like, you're a guy now, right? You feel, you feel like you were born a guy. You had the surgery. You look like a dude. You have a cock. Still, I, I don't like secrets, (laughs) especially those kind of secrets you want a you want a solid foundation for your relationship you want to be completely honest right you and your potential partner yeah if you know the movie matilda then you're probably not i i, I cannot wait to see where this is going connect trans rights to the children's film matilda and go if you know the movie matilda then you're probably know that that that, that's one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid it's a good movie and uh yeah miss honey (laughs) i wouldn't mind sticking my hand in that honey jar if you know what i mean i've never seen matilda i actually had to google who the uh, actor was who played Miss Miss Honey? Because I thought maybe it was a guy dressed as a woman. <laughs> and he in this, you know, King Cobra here is saying, "Look, he looks so good. I would fuck him because he's so much. He's so womanly." But no, it, it, Miss Honey is a fictional character in the Matilda movie played by a woman. Nothing to do with trans whatsoever. I think King Cobra was just trying to assert that he is very, very straight. We got that loud and clear, buddy. All right, so there you go. Some dating advice from King Cobra. Moving on now. Oh, uh, this is a bit of a warning, a trigger warning. Some people don't like to see blood or really hear people talking about blood. You might be listening to the wrong podcast if this is you. Anyway, I'm about to make uh, the chapter artwork something pretty gross. And I'm uh, doing it because I want to prove to you that this story is real. A lot of times when I read these uh, true life stories, they're so hard to believe. You really want additional proof. I know I do many times. So I'm going to show you just one photo of uh, what this girl is talking about here in her story. Aware that I have seen additional photos. There's probably five or six other ones uh, in, in this little collection. Uh, But I'm just going to show you one so you can sort of get an idea of uh, what she has done to herself. Chapter artwork is up right now. And let's begin her story. Uh, I'm taking my motorcycle license and I love it. But the helmets are uncomfortable for me. I have chubby cheeks. So the helmet pushes on them and gives me blisters inside of my mouth. I'm not overweight. It's just genetic. Yeah, I say the same thing, honey. Uh, I thought, hey, why don't I just make my cheeks slimmer? There's a procedure called buccal fat removal, B-U-C-C-A-L, buccal fat removal, where they basically cut out a fat pad in your cheeks. 
Either way, it's usually expensive and too much effort, and I thought it would be fun to do it myself. It's just a fun thing. I watched a YouTube video of the procedure. I wonder how many people have died because they thought they could do surgical procedures on themselves after watching a YouTube video. I watched YouTube videos of the procedure carried out by Doc, and they all said it was an easy, simple, and fast procedure. So I thought, hey, why not save some time, money, and effort and just do it myself? So I started collecting all the materials. You got a hobby knife, uh, disinfectant, tweezers, anesthetic spray. I tried ordering an actual mini suture kit from Amazon, which had stitches, a needle, an actual medical knife, and medical tweezers. But my card kept declining, so I just gave up. So fast forward two weeks. I was in my own room. I finally had everything set up. I spent two hours in the morning trying to reach the fat on one cheek, but I kept almost fainting, so I gave up. I had a hangover, so maybe that had something to do with it. You should do it while you're drunk and can't feel anything. That's a better idea. I was pissed because I couldn't find the fucking fat pad. I just didn't cut deep enough past the muscle. Either way, in the evening, I tried again. Instead, I used the scissors on my tiny Swiss army knife to cut instead of the hobby knife. The anesthetic kept wearing off, so it wasn't pain-free, but I eventually reached the fat. Within the first hour, I came to the conclusion that there was nothing easy, simple, or fast about it. Yeah, it's, it's easy, simple, and fast for doctors who know what the fuck they're doing. Not for dumb college kids probing their mouths with a Swiss army knife. Anyway, that shit was hard. The blood kept on covering up what I was trying to see, so I'd just see red inside my mouth instead of the fat. Pulling it out was a different matter entirely. It was an insanely weird sensation, like pulling a tooth, but in your cheek. I cut the fat, but hit a vein. Ah! So hence the blood on my chin afterwards. Either way, I'm sitting here writing this with someone else's frozen dinner held to my face, just cutting it out. It took three hours in all for one fat pad because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But hey, practice makes perfect. I didn't even use any stitches. The day after, she says, my cheek is swollen a shit ton, but that's to be expected. I saved the fat pad and decided to put it on my sandwich. I added a little bit of pepper because, hey, I don't waste good food. It tasted a bit like the fat part of a pork cutlet. And yes, there's a photo of the fat pad on the bread. One of the additional photos. People concerned over my mental health, please, I don't need your two cents. My mental health is fine. Yeah, okay. I'm not depressed or suicidal, and I don't have body image issues. I just wanted the fucking helmet to fit on my head. Well, it was scraping up against her. I can see how that would be annoying. Uh, I don't have a body image issue. I just enjoy pain. <laughs> Yeah, you'd want to talk to a professional about that. There's a reason why you're a pain slut. I just enjoy pain and pushing myself to the limits. Some interesting comments on this post replying to the girl. Um, Could you not have just gotten a helmet that fits? It'd be funny if uh, this girl never even thought of that. Holy shit. I forgot helmets come in different sizes. What the fuck was I thinking? The second commenter replied, pro tip. Don't do this shit. Another person said, uh, okay, but you uh, you did not have to eat it. It's just a fun thing. Yes, we know. Before we get into the news, gotta say thanks to DV listener and Discord user Category 5 aborted Fetacane. They posted a great clip of Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing. It's been a while since we featured that mushmouth idiot. Donald Trump. 
Donald Trump, he's a great white hope. And all the rest of you people who don't agree with Donald Trump, you know what you are? Pay the mail. <laughs> I love I love that guy so much. Uh, so Jesse Lee Peterson was a guest on Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I think it's like another internet talk show. Uh, Dr. Rashad is a black man. And the only reason I say that is because, you know, Jesse Lee Peterson's black, but they, they're very different types of black people. I'm Pastor Peterson. Good day. Welcome to Indisputable. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Sir, yeah. you all have a celebration coming up next month. Um, are you not the founder of um, White History Month, I think, which starts in July? Yeah, the, the reason why I mentioned that Dr. Rashad is black is because you'll start hearing him laugh as Jesse Lee describes White History Month in July. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating our fourth year of White History Month mm-hmm. in July. And the, and the reason that we <laughs> started it in July is because if you notice, July just feels white. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the whitest of months, you know. It's summertime, vacation time, relaxing uh-huh. time, reflecting time, and appreciating the yeah. greatest country on this side of heaven. Gotcha. And uh, so we are recognizing gotcha. that and showing our appreciation for it. I think it's important for people to know um, you're not a comedian. <laughs> um, what you're saying, right, what you're saying, this is actually you. You do this. Um, you did, you did found, you're the founder of White History Month. Yes. Um, you've also been very critical of Juneteenth. You have called it a fake holiday, uh, but you are. Um, Interestingly enough, Juneteenth is a uh, federally recognized holiday at this point. It's a, it's a federal holiday. White History Month is not. You want to make sure that everyone supports White History Month. Absolutely. I do want to have a policy discussion with you about the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act. I'm going to attempt to have that policy discussion with you. Uh, do you agree or disagree with the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act? Oh, uh, do you even have to ask that question? I totally disagree because, as we all know, George Floyd was a, a black, unemployed drug addict uh, with a criminal record. And I just okay. Uh, let, let's let's first of all let's clear something up, sir. Um, you really should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, don't you dare try to lecture Jesse Lee Peterson. He has no shame. You call yourself a Christian pastor. George Floyd is dead. It's his fault. He's he's dead because a cop killed him. No, now, he's question, dead because he was a drug addict. You, my question to you, and that's ad, that's adverse to the evidence, by the way, what you just said. My question to you was about policy. So let me ask you, what in the policy of the George Floyd Policing Act do you disagree with? The whole idea. What Which really need- part of the policy? Jesse. Blaming the cops and no responsibility Jesse, for I'm the asking blacks. You what Jesse Lee doesn't know what's in the, the policy. act. It's written. You can find it at congress.gov. What part of the policy, sir? Don't try to trap me. Do you disagree with? This is a simple question. I disagree with the whole idea of a you policy. You haven't read the policy. 
I, you haven't even read the damn policy. Come I on, don't Jesse. need to read it. Ooh. I don't need to read you it. You don't to need to read it. Because what I've noticed is that black people today, due to their lack of love, their lack of believing in God, <laughs> they love evil more than they love good, right? So that's the reason and why so, you don't read. And so you, the fact, that's the reason why you don't read. Right, because it was written by no good black people. And why should I waste my time knowing <laughs> What they're about. Black folks today, not all, not all, not all, but most have no sense of direction. They're blaming everybody but themselves. It's so interesting. Like Jesse Lee Peterson can't admit that he doesn't know what's in this policy or act or whatever. He just goes on the offensive attacking in a very general, like, this is the problem with black people. Black people are evil. I mean, this is something I would do because I'm a moron when this. If you, I mean, if you asked me about this policy, I wouldn't know anything about it. I'd probably try to weasel my way out, too, by saying something really general. I I don't agree with any of it because black people are evil. Until they take responsibility for their own lives, uh, yeah. they are not going to get better. The real you truth blame, is, let me ask George you, sir, Floyd is dead because of George Floyd that, and no one a, else. That's a ridiculous point. But do you blame yourself for not reading the policy or you blame somebody else? <laughs> Why should I read the policy when I already know the people? They're you don't even know what's in the policy, do you? In, I don't need to know. I don't want to know. I know the people who are writing it. They are no good. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Uh, th- really? Th- really? You want to talk? What, how do you think that's going to go? <laughs> Probably going to you know end. what? Maybe this Dr. Rashad is dumber than Jesse Lee Peterson. In an utter waste of my time having you on the show. Uh, do you? Oh, what, what are your thoughts about? You Black don't know Lives that. Matter? You may learn something. Well, we'll, we'll see, uh, preacher. Uh, what? Is, what's about? What is it about Black Lives Matter uh, that you disagree with? Everything. I don't like anything. Black Lives Matter was founded by a bunch of fat. Black radical lesbians. Okay. And who hate right, have God. A good, get this clown off my show. I appreciate you. Who Thank hate you God. Who hate Thank the nuclear you, family. Yeah. <laughs> Fat black lesbian socialists. Sounds like my kind of crowd. There you go. That's Jesse Lee Peterson going toe to toe with Dr. Rashad Ritchie on his show, Indisputable. I, I feel like we learned a lot. All right. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news. Right up. If you like the store to view daily, step right up to the sideshow. That's DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. Been at this since December 2004. There are thousands and thousands of past programs. More importantly, every week we do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freak. Typically on Tuesday and Thursday, that means tomorrow will be another sideshow exclusive day. We did one on Tuesday already. Listen to all of the exclusive content when you sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Help ensure Distorted View Daily continues on for a long, long time. Sign up right now, superfreaksideshow.com. Other ways to support the program, we've got uh, a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview, where you can pledge as little as a dollar. Every little bit helps. Thank you to all of my patrons. And of course, you sideshow freaks. I will see you uh, on the exclusive show tomorrow. All right. uh, Three very quick stories now. First up, did you know there is a sacred forest where only naked women are allowed? Oh, yes. Guys, if you want to try to find it, you got to go to Indonesia. (laughs) Indonesia, you know, it's... um, it's that state that's just west of Ohio. 
capital city, of course, is Indianapolis. Uh, no, a sacred women-only forest in Indonesia. Got it. Nailed it. Hands out fines of $69 to any man who attempts to enter. They did not pick that amount out of thin fucking air. Totally doing that on purpose. $69. The forest located in Jayapura, Papua, has been a special place for generations of women to gather together to collect clams. (laughs) I bet. Is that some lesbian term? Come on, sisters. It's time to collect clams. They also share stories all naked, but men are banned from the area. Intruders face fines of up to 1 million rupee. Rupia? $69? An amount that's usually paid in polished stones. Speaking to the documentary makers, villager Adriana Maraduj said, This has always been a women's only forest. Long before I was born, it existed. It will always be here with the same rules. To enter the naked women's forest, you have to be naked. You cannot wear clothes. If a man even peeks in, he will be sanctioned and fined. We take them to tribal court. They are punished, then stripped down and milked for their fertile juices. Then they are killed. Yeah, that $69 fine is the least of their problems. We then cook the male and eat his flesh, leaving only his cock and balls. Then we sew said cock and balls on a necklace as a trophy. Then we take the $69 he originally gave us and go buy ourselves something nice, like a dress or new shoes. All in all, it's a pretty nice ritual. All right, I made some of those parts up. All right. If a man even peeks in, he will be punished, sanctioned, and fined. We take them to tribal court. Another villager named uh, Ari Rumborusi explained that it is tradition for women to tell stories together while they collect clams. God, women love to talk. If there was a naked forest for men to gather in, oh, we would be collecting clams, but in silence. We don't need to be talking all the time. Let's collect the clams in silence. God. Uh, When it's low tide, we all go together. We invite our friends and enter the forest by boat. When we're in the forest, we're free as there are no men around. It's just us women. So we freely share stories with the elders. We plunge our bodies into the sea, feeling our way through the mud for clams. I feel like they're saying all of this to turn on men. Really? You're plunging your bodies into the sea, feeling your way through mud for clams? Just trying to make dudes jealous here. The women will then go on to sell the clams they've collected. The sacred space is facing more of an intrusion than just men, as litter coming from nearby cities has caused a challenge for the women. Should I insert a, well, women are good at cleaning joke here, or is that too easy? Egru's Kampung. I'm sorry, that woman's name to me sounds like a dish at a Chinese restaurant no one ever orders. Like one of those really super authentic dishes. You only ever see other Asian people getting fermented fish eggs and a creamy sauce or something. We find more plastic than clams nowadays. We are so sad. Back in the day, we needed only half a day to fill up our boat with clams. These days, we work the whole day but barely fill up half the boat. Looks like you little ladies are going to need to find a new way to make yourself some money. 
Maybe that $69 shouldn't be a fine for men peeking in and should be an admittance fee. Women Forest is now Clam Strips, the most exclusive men's club in all of Indonesia. It's an entire forest of naked chicks. This forest is full of bush. All right, second story we have for you today. A U.S. inventor has created a machine that turns beer, cocktails, and other drinks into soft-serve ice cream. I don't think we're ever going to settle until absolutely everything that goes into our mouth is alcoholic and can get us drunk. Now, of course, ice creams based on flavors of our favorite beverages already exist, but it usually means sacrificing the alcohol content because the freezing point of alcohol is so low compared to the rest of the ingredients. However, the below-zero machine can take any beverage and crystallize it in under 30 minutes. It also keeps the alcohol content exactly the same, meaning you can get drunk on ice cream treats. This, my friends, is the real ice cream of the future. Move over, Dippin' Dots! Your time has come and gone. Thanks to a technique developed with WDS dessert stations in Hinkley, Illinois, the drink is first degassed to remove the carbon dioxide, then mixed with a gel and put in the machine, and then out comes the ice cream. Inventor and owner of Below Zero, Will Rogers, said, The way it truly works, we like to say the gel bear hugs the alcohol itself and turns it into ice cream. Is that what you like to say? That's a dumb thing to say. Think of something better. The gel bear. Like bear. You know, an animal. It doesn't make any sense. The gel bear hugs the alcohol and turns it into ice cream. Like, that's how you would explain the process to, like, a four-year-old. And I don't think you should be trying to sell your alcoholic ice cream to toddlers. With alcohol, the freezing point is what we've created. There's never been a freezing point because it's never been able to be consumed at that freezing point. This guy does not explain himself well at all. In the beginning days... Back when God created the Earth, we used liquid nitrogen to make below zero. But now, with the new machines, you put it out in a cone and it's ready to eat. Adding the unique nitrogen ingredient additive gel allows the alcohol to freeze to a near solid inside the machine, as well as adding sugars. It's FDA approved and pasteurized, though since the drink contains no dairy products, it's not technically ice cream even better for alcoholics who are also lactose intolerant. You shouldn't have a problem uh, getting your buzz on with ice cream here. The machine costs about $6,000, so it's not for personal use. These are commercial units. They're going to be sold to bars to allow them to create their own desserts. Again, it takes about 30 minutes from the beer to go from liquid to crystalline solid, but uh, the higher the alcohol content, the longer the wait. Will said, if it's six ounces on a cone versus six ounces in a glass, it's identically the same. It doesn't change the alcohol at all. If you're running a Jack Daniels and Coke, it's the same as a Jack and Coke in a cone. Will runs his own ice cream shop and was trying to create a highly caffeinated espresso flavor when he realized he could do something similar with alcohol. He started experimenting with gums and stabilizers from the ice cream industry to create his patented NEA gel. Now he's serving up cones at catering events, but hopes breweries across America will be able to offer their own take soon. 
He said vodka and lemonade cone. Ooh, that would be good. Is my personal favorite. On a hot day, that's like having an Italian ice cream. That'll get you all sloshed up. We've run the Bud Lime through the machine, but your traditional Budweiser or Stella, I'd say sit back and have that on ice, baby. Who said innovation was dead? Small inventors coming up with some brilliant ideas. Final story we have for you today. Footage of a horrifying incident shows a tandem paraglider, a 37-year-old Jordanian man, hovering above the water. Apparently he was paragliding over the ocean or something. Uh, when a shark suddenly emerged and chomped his goddamn legs. Now, again, this guy wasn't in the water. He was hovering above the water, and the shark just sort of jumped out and, and, and bit his leg. I'm not a fan of water or balloons. I've, we've read too many stories recently. Old lady taking a hot air balloon. She gets caught in electrical wires, blows herself right, right onto the ground, and she dies. This guy's paragliding, getting chomped up by sharks. No, no balloons, no glides, no water. From now on, you know, I'm not even taking a shower anymore. I'm going to start taking dry baths. Is that a thing? I thought that I read somewhere that, like, there were people who uh, wouldn't get in the water. They would just, like, wash themselves with sand or something. I need to look into that. Fucking retarded. The man sustained serious injuries in the attack in Aquaba or Akeba? I don't know. He was rushed to the Prince Hashim Military Hospital. Medics operated on his right foot, which had several tendons severed. Ah! Plus, the muscle was torn in the incident, as well as having several broken bones. He was later said to be in stable condition. While it's not known what shark was responsible for the attack, you don't have a name? I doubt that shark is going to come forward. Doesn't want to deal with that potential lawsuit. Doesn't want to go to shark jail. What the fuck does that mean? You don't know which shark. There, yeah, of course you're not going to know which particular shark was responsible. Uh, white tip reef sharks have been known to attack humans in the area on rare occasion. Oh, I guess they mean what type of shark. That makes a little more sense. Mohammed Katone. I don't think I've pronounced one person's name correct today. Uh, he said that attacks by sharks in the Gulf are rare. Speaking to Jordan News, he said the shark attack garnered a lot of media attention. Truthfully, it scared a lot of people, but this is something that can take place anywhere. Not anywhere. I think I'm pretty safe from shark attacks in my house. On land in general is usually pretty safe for, for shark attacks. Uh, in Karak, for example, there are snakes and scorpions, but in the end, they're not dangerous enough to scare people away. There, uh, there's a bit of a difference between snakes and sharks. I'm not sure what this guy's trying to say here. I've been diving for 20 years, and this is the first time I've heard of a shark attack. See, I don't think this guy is very credible. I think he's a bullshit artist. Sounds like, you know, he's going to the media to try to calm everyone down. He's acting as if this is, uh, you know, out of the ordinary. I've been diving for 20 years. I've never heard of a shark biting someone. That's crazy. Hello? I mean, have you read the news? It happens all the time. There are movies about this. Jaws 1 through 20. Even the news was was like, uh, yeah, despite Katawane's comment. Sounds like a Star Wars character. Again, I probably butcher that name. A boat was attacked by a shark in another incident on Sunday. 
not Sunday of another year or another month, this past Sunday. So yeah, shark attacks happen occasionally. It's something you probably should have heard about before, you idiot. All right, a boat was attacked by a shark in another incident on Sunday, just two days after the parasailer was brutally bitten. Eyewitnesses said no humans were injured when the animal attacked a speedboat. Meanwhile, tourism and swimming activities around the area are continuing normally. Reports of the two attacks come after a tourist was mauled by a shark close by just late last year. Yeah, this shit happens. The victim, 42, was attacked on a diving trip. Footage shows the moment of panic as the shark uh, sinks its teeth into the woman and thrashes its tail as she spins away. So not only did it happen, there's like there's video of it. You know, if you live in or around Jordan, be very careful in the water. The sharks are all riled up and looking for blood. Uh, that, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Again, freaks, I am so sorry I'm posting the show a little bit late today. It's probably going to push everything back. I was I was hoping to do uh, get, get tomorrow's show and post it sort of midday, and then hopefully on Friday's show we'll be back to posting, uh, posting it early in the morning. I don't know if that's going to happen uh, because I am posting the show very late today. It's already, what, around 11 o'clock? So apologize for that. Uh, there will be a show tomorrow for Sideshow Freaks. Uh, I will post it as soon as I can, I guess. Hey, Tim, this is Sideshow Freak, Kissing Element from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Hello. And I'm just going back and listening to some of the old shows from like 2005. And um, I need play a lot of Marvels 3 and mm-hmm. Little Butch Walker on the, out, on the outros. And, uh, man, we used to listen to that stuff way back in the day. I don't know how many times we've listened to Hey Album. Oh, um, just such old. a great album. You know, I it's so funny you mentioned that because yesterday I was uh, – Looking up Butch Walker, seeing what he's up to, and uh, you know, I just, I just think his first solo album, Left of Self Centered, is so good. That's the one that has Diary of a San Fernando Sex Star, which I used to play all the time on the podcast. And uh, what's the other one I used to always play? Into the Dark. I have that one here. Oh. Oh, I love Butch Walker so much, and I love Marvelous 3. Radio Tokyo is was just really the perfect ending, I think, for Distorted View Daily every week, but uh, I can't play that anymore. That song's not even on uh, like uh, Spotify or anything. They're missing an entire Marvelous 3 album. Yeah, I could go on and on, but yeah, if you guys uh, kind of like his music, I would highly... I suggest you check out Marvelous 3. There's an album. One of their albums is available on Spotify. And then uh, his, and then Left is Self-Centered. And then his second album is Letters, which is also really good. Check it all out. Love Butch Walker. It's funny because, you know, when I started the show, a lot of, the, you know, a lot of that music, like uh, his album um, uh, Letters came out in 2004, basically the, the year that we started the podcast. Uh now, I mean, it almost, it kind of sounds dated. Like, the music is a little dated, right? It's almost 20 years old. I don't care. I, <laughs> I like it. Over and over and over when we were in high school growing up. And, uh, but Bush puts out a new album, like, every year, so we, we're covered there. But anyway, um, yes. love the show, Tim. Keep up. I like Butch's new stuff, too. It's definitely not like the old stuff, though. It doesn't have, like, that pop rock sound to it it's more like 
has like an indie kind of folky sound. Hi, Timmy. This is Lord Douche. Mi amo. I just wanted to call <laughs> to tell you I love you and I've fallen harder for you than John Asante falling off the golf cart. Oh, thank I you. I can't wait until you butt fuck me in the pail tonight. Remember to take your Valtrex. Happy anniversary. How dare you? Hey. I do not take Valtrex. <laughs> Hey, Timmy Boo, Edge Lord Trash here. It is currently 8.20 a.m. on Wednesday, June 30th. Uh, heading into hour 91 through 100 of my 120-hour pay period. Jesus. Um, two things. One, notice there's no, no new episode of Distorted View when I woke up this morning. I was dying. That's fine. You know, you deserve to rest. Uh, number two... That uh, TV show idea you had for people going crazy over fast food orders, actually pitch that to Netflix, man. That's, I don't know. I'd watch that. All right. Love you, boo. Bye. I'm setting up a meeting this week with them. All right. We're going to end it right there because I want to uh, start working on tomorrow's show. So it's not posted so late. Uh, that's all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. You know, the woman's G-spot inside of her pussy, it feels like a warm walnut shell, just this rough patch. Spread the distortion, S-T-E-D, tell all your friends about the program. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I will see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. Otherwise, I will see you back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. All around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. The monkey thought it was all in for fun. Goes the weasel. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.